Hello, everyone, and welcome to Outnumbered, a podcast about living life with my wife and three daughters while trying to maintain my favorite hobbies of fitness and firearms. Hope you enjoy. What's going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning in today to Outnumbered. I am Mike. Uh, let's uh, go over, you know, what's going on with me lately. So, uh, unfortunately, have a little bit of sad news. I had an uh, instructor friend of mine who we've taught some classes together, and we, well, he pretty much ran this uh, concealed carry rifle group that we did. Uh, we got together the first of first Sunday of every month. Um, I've helped taught with him before and we ran this group sometimes together. Sometimes I took over, but he, uh, he ran it for the most part. Um, my buddy Ed, uh, he unfortunately passed away in a car accident, uh, a couple weeks ago. So a little bit of sad news, um, you know, but when something like that happens, I tend to, you know, take stock in my life and kind of assess what's going on and, the things I hold value to and find importance in uh, as far as family and, you know, what I do on a daily basis. So try to, you know, reach out and pull some good out of uh, this unfortunate tragedy and uh, see, you know, where I can go from there. Uh, so fitness wise for me, I've been working what's called the four day split. And that essentially is, uh, for me, working out Monday, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday is a recover day, Thursday, Friday. And it's a combination of a heavy lift and a light or higher volume lift. So, for example, Monday would be a heavy bench press day and a light, higher volume overhead press day. So I've been doing that now for a couple weeks, feeling really good off of it, pulling some nice PRs, um, which is, you know, a personal record or a high weight that I have not hit before in the past. So I am liking that program so far. I don't know how long I'll be able to run it before it starts taking a little bit of a toll on me, but uh, it's going good so far. I would suggest it uh, definitely a good thing to transition to off of uh, starting strength linear progression program for sure. Firearms wise, I had the opportunity to take some friends out to the range. Uh, one's a brother-in-law, one's a friend of mine uh, that I've known since before high school. They're both interested in picking up a, a new pistol uh, for home defense and for concealed carry as well. So uh, luckily, we got a chance to go to one of the local ranges. We rented a few different pistols. Uh, one of my favorites, the SIG uh, P365, M&P Shield 2.0, the Glock 43, I believe. Uh, you know, and we just uh, ran both of them. And I also brought some of my own uh, personal pistols to have them try out. And it was good. We had fun. And they got a chance to test out some pistols and see what they would prefer. Uh, one of my favorite pistols that I don't bring out too often that I did uh, take out this time was my 1911. And, um, man, I just can't tell you, if you've never shot a 1911, first of all, you need to do it. Um, for me, it's a pistol that just fits my hand perfect. It's just well-balanced, the way it feels, the way it shoots, it's smooth, it's just 
uh, probably one of my all-time favorite pistols. And uh, I do enjoy shooting it. Unfortunately, it's in 45, and that ammunition can be a little bit expensive to shoot on a regular basis. So for that reason, it's not one of my regular uh, pistols that I will take to the range. But um, I do thoroughly enjoy shooting it. And more so, probably even more of a favorite thing of mine than shooting is watching other people shoot. Well, I, I get a lot of enjoyment out of it, which, you know, is one of the reasons why I teach a basic pistol class is because I find a lot of value and get a lot of enjoyment out of watching people, uh, you know, take their first shots and, you know, take steps to become safer and have fun in that process. And, um, you know, having, uh, friends, family, or just uh, clients shoot something like the 1911 and watch the expression on their face and they're like, wow, that's that's really nice, um, is something that I, I do get a lot of enjoyment out of. So that was good. One of my friends did end up signing up for uh, the NRA Basics of Pistol class, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, he will get the chance to learn a lot of good, safe educational material. And then, you know, we, we do a follow-up day and, you know, test out what he learned, run him through a little bit of a shooting. Um, I wouldn't say qualification, but it, but it is to an extent um, just to make sure that he has the proficiency based off of what we learned through that program. So uh, I can't wait to finish that up uh, and, you know, get him proficient and safe. Uh, what am I reading right now? Uh, I'm kind of reading two books right now. One of them is called Practical Programming. Um, it's a book that I would recommend taking a look at after reading um, the Blue Book, which is the Starting Strength by Mark Ripito. Um, both of those books, uh, Starting Strength, obviously, is a great book to learn your basic barbell movements, the squat, the bench press, the overhead press, the deadlift, um, and even, I think, the power cleans in there as well. Uh, but practical programming goes more in-depth as far as uh, we'll call programming. So the training regiment that you have set up and why it matters, what you do in the order that you do it, and the days that you do it, and the days that you're not lifting, why recovery is important, what you're eating, how you're sleeping, all of those things. So I am enjoying the book so far. Uh, Mark Ripito writes in a very technical format, so sometimes it can come off a little bit of dry material, but it is very educational, and I do enjoy that part of it. The other book I'm reading is Book of Concealed Carry Volume 2 by Masad Ayub. If you have not read any of Masad's books and you are into firearms, you are looking to get into firearms, or um, you just want to have general knowledge about use of force, lethal use of force, and things of that nature, I strongly recommend to read every single one of his books. Uh, I have not been disappointed by any of them. They're very educational. And there is a lot of excellent content in there. Masada Ayub has been teaching and educating firearm community instructors, trainers, and is an expert witness for almost every major firearms uh, case that will come up involving use of force and lethal use of force. So, uh, yes, uh, learn him, know him, and read all of his books. So, um, 
after all that, let's get into what today's topic uh, is going to be. So today I want to be talking about and discussing a little bit more about nutrition than the previous episode. Uh, I believe that was episode two. Um, I want to get more into how to start with your nutrition and you know what the difference is between diets versus healthy eating. So the first thing, just like what we discussed in episode two, is what is your goal? So you have to clearly define your goal and your why for that goal, because the success of nutrition and any kind of workout program is going to hinge entirely off of that and how you can adapt and what is going to drive you to succeed to hit your goals. So uh, first and foremost, establish that goal. Are you going to be trying to lose weight or are you going to attempt to gain muscle? Um, Those two are tremendous factors when modifying nutrition uh, because, I mean, it just, it's, you're going to need to eat more to gain muscle and you're going to need to eat less to lose fat um, or weight ultimately. I mean, the simple math will come down to those two factors. Uh, So that being said, where do you start? Um, I like to keep it simple. I don't want to throw in a bunch of huge technical things. I don't want to overstress a client with any type of this severe nutritional technical talk. Um, we just want to start very simple. And the best way to do that is I would say for the first week, just track your food. Don't make any changes, especially dramatic changes, although people do have a tendency to do this when they're tracking their food because they'll finally realize and see what exactly it is that they're eating on a regular basis. And they want to modify that. Don't modify that. This is going to be your baseline for what you eat on a regular basis. Yes, it's just a week, but just keeping track of that is going to, one, give you a big realization of what it is that you are actually eating compared to what you think you're eating. Um, And two, again, like I said, give you a baseline of what to go off of. So, uh, personally, what I like to use is a programmer, an app called MyFitnessPal. It's very easy to use. Again, it's a general guideline. We're not trying to be super, super specific and nitpick these tiny things. Um, you pretty much just load the app up. You know, say you ate your breakfast, you had a couple eggs, some toast, some bacon, some orange juice. Just pull the app up, enter those foods in there, and be done with it. That's it. And continue to do that for the rest of your meals for the rest of the week. So uh, that's a way that I like that way. Um, So that's a way I would recommend doing it. Another thing you could do is just keep a food log or a food journal and just write down what you're eating. So, you know, again, with the breakfast, you eat your breakfast, you get your food log, your food journal out, and you just write it down. Easy, simple, done. Um, you can keep track on a good old fashioned pen and paper, or you can use the notebook app on your phone, whatever the easiest thing is to do. Um, really whatever it is that's guaranteed to make you do it, because if it's too difficult and too tedious, you're not going to do it and you're going to fail before you even start. And we don't want that. So the third way 
that you can track your food is what's called a visual food diary. Um, and that is essentially just taking a picture of each meal, um, plain and simple. Whatever your meals are, whatever your snacks are, a beer, whiskey, whatever it is throughout the day, take a picture of it. Um, in your phone, you know, I would organize, you know, maybe maybe set a folder up, food journal, um, maybe even a subfolder that says the date and just take the pictures, move them into the folders, and that's it. Just keep track of them that way. Um, I am... I shouldn't say I'm not a fan, but but I'm gonna. Um, I'm not a fan of the Visual Food Diary. I haven't done it. Uh, it may work for some people. Uh, I've heard it may work a little bit better if you have uh, maybe a personal trainer or a fitness instructor or the strength coach that's trying to help you with your nutrition. Uh, food Diary is very simple for them to have access to. Snap a picture, send it to your coach. Um, you can do the same thing with my fitness pal, give them access as a friend and they can check in on your foods or you can screenshot the my fitness pal foods and send it to your coach. However it is that you want to do it as long as you're doing it. Um, that's the first step. So like I said, there's a lot of detail in there, but essentially we're keeping it simple with just tracking our foods for one week. That's it. Track our foods for one week. Sit back when the week is over maybe Sunday, Monday, just take a look at that food log and just just look at your food habits. See what you're eating. Um, if you have a coach, you know, send it to your coach and have them take a look at it. Um, if you don't have a coach, um, find one. There's a lot available. I'm available. It's something that will obviously give an outside perspective to what you're eating uh, because we may be a little bit super critical or we may be a little bit, you know, um, let's say nonchalant with what we're eating. Oh, it's no big deal. I ate an entire cake, you know, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's fine. I'll eat better tomorrow. Uh, you know, th things like that. Um, so an outside perspective is always going to be uh, a better idea. Um, so let's say we got our week down, we inspected our food. Okay, great you know, where do we go from there? So again, we want to keep it simple. We are not going to make any huge drastic changes. We are not going to, you know, if you drink uh, soda or pop or, you know, however it is, judging from what part of the country you're from, however you say it, um, soft drinks, beer, uh, junk foods, we're not going to make some type of mass cutout of these things. Um, if that's something that you want to do personally, you know, by all means, go ahead, have at it. But for the purpose of making this nutritional change and attempting to eat healthier on a regular basis, we're not going to do anything extreme. We're going to make a small change. So if we're using something, say, like the MyFitnessPal app, which again is something that I like to use, um, we're just going to tweak those calories a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean like 200 calories. So you can, you know, just make a smaller portion breakfast, make a smaller portion dinner. Um, when cutting, I find it easier to pull back on a carbohydrate just a little bit. Again, we're not cutting. We're not going to completely cut out carbohydrates. Uh, we're going to just pull back a tiny bit. Um, and precisely, you know, if you're looking at it in the specifics wise, 200 calories, it's a small adjustment. We don't want to do anything more than that. Um, 
and we just we just ride that out for a little bit see how it is see how it feels um but i should say before we make those changes what we want to do is establish another baseline and that baseline is we want to get our weight and we want to get our measurements so measurements would be you know leg thighs hips chest arms uh, things like that waist of course and we want to gauge those measurements and write them down uh, because Sometimes when we make these changes to our nutrition, you don't always see the scale move. And it's a big freak out. People get very emotional about it. Oh, I made these changes. I've been eating like this for a month and the scales only moved, you know, down a pound. Or if you're doing this and lifting weights, maybe the scale moved up a few pounds and people get very emotional and attached to that number on the scale. Forget it. Doesn't matter as long as that scale isn't dramatically, um, dramatically, that's a new word, huh? Uh, dramatically moving in a direction that you don't want it to move. Um, so getting those baselines is a good idea. Uh, sometimes the measurements will move. So say you've, you've picked up some strength training and you're eating a little bit less, but the weight hasn't changed on the scale. Well, your measurements around the waist might have changed a little bit. So we're just we're making small changes to see what we need to do. If we make these huge changes and multiple changes at the same time, it's going to be more difficult to gauge what is successful and and what we're having success in, uh, you know, what's working and what's not working. Um, and that's too much. We don't want to put all of that on you right away. We want to make these small changes and then, you know, tweak those small changes and then, and then tweak those small changes. It's very little changes that we're making movements on. Um, and, and then we kind of, you know, just go from there. So like I said, my fitness pal is one way. Uh, another way, if, if people are not fans of tracking, with my fitness pal or calories, something that you can do is just add in a vegetable. I found that just adding in some broccoli or some peppers or something of that will, will make a big difference on your daily nutrition. Um, they tend to be filling without having a lot of calorie content to them. And if you put those vegetables into your meal, you're less likely to overeat or eat a lot of the, the negative food, which tends to be, you know, the crappy carbohydrates, chips, and, and those types of fillers. Um, so eating some vegetables, I would say at least a portion, a half a cup to a cup with every meal, um, is going to provide you with some movement as well. Uh, it's a real easy way to, to make a change. Um, one of the other things that you can do and something that I'm used to and my wife is used to as well uh, is is the container program. So that's something that Beachbody has, and I'm not sure if other programs use that as well, but uh, it's pretty straightforward. You know, you pick a program that you're going to use and they tell you, okay, here's what your container counts are going to be throughout this program. You're going to have, you know, X amount of greens, which is vegetables, X amount of reds, which is proteins. And, and that's it. You just pretty much just fill your food in the containers, pour them on your plate and eat them. 
Um, or if you're packing a lunch or something, what I'll do is I'll just put the foods in the containers and take them to, you know, work and heat them up, eat them and be done with it. Uh, so containers is something that's really easy to do as well. Um, and, you know, like I said, you make those small adjustments and you just kind of go from there. Um, what what we don't want to get stuck in is a routine of dieting because there's a big difference between dieting and eating healthy. Uh, we don't want to get stuck into a fad diet, especially when we may be in an unhealthy eating pattern or maybe we have some emotional eating connections um, tied to those foods that we're eating, things like that. You don't want to dive into something super complex. You know, I use keto as an example because it's a very popular thing. I am not 100% anti-keto. If that's something that you want to explore later on in your fitness journey, have at it. But at first, I do not recommend diving into something extreme like this. It's difficult. And if you're going from an unhealthy eating pattern to something extreme, your success rate on that is going to be very low, where you're going to swing back into another pattern of, of unhealthy eating. Um, and I don't want that. The, the big difference here is that the fad diets that people go on, they are not established for long term. It's, it's not a longevity program. It's not something that people will do for their life. Something that you can do for your life is just eat healthy. You don't have to cut out, you know, all the bad stuff completely. You don't have to, you know, detox from, from beer and, and junk food and all of that. You could still have, you know, uh, some cake here and there and some beer here and there. But what we want is an overall good view of your healthy eating habits. And that will offset those days where maybe you have a shitty day and you have a couple beers or you have, you know, whatever it is that your junk food of poison is. Those other days that you've been eating healthy for the past weeks or months or even years is going to offset that little stint or that little day or two days of the unhealthy foods that you're eating. So uh, that's what I mean by diets versus unhealthy or I'm sorry, diets versus healthy eating. There's a big difference between those two. Uh, and healthy eating is your lifelong goal, right? That's this. We just want to establish the habits of healthy eating patterns. Um, in doing that, you are much more likely to have success uh, in what you are doing on a daily basis and, you know, just overall. So uh, stick to the easy things. Uh, don't make it too difficult. Keep it simple and you will have success and if you don't and you are sticking to all of those simple things uh, please feel free reach out to myself reach out to a coach that you trust and get a little bit of help that is all that i have for today i appreciate your time and thank you for joining me and we'll uh, we'll see you next time <laughs>